Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Hello, and welcome to the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. Find me on different platforms, Instagram, Twitter. Find me on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your uh, your apps from. Um, I'm there every day. Uh, this is uh, Friday morning. I'm in San Francisco. Everybody's talking about the 49ers, but I'm going to talk about last night's game because it really affects um, the AFC playoff picture and what Pittsburgh did last night and what they showed at home, which wasn't much. What Bailey Zappi did in, uh, I think, his fourth NFL start uh, played, played great. But, you know, it's really a battle of, of, of quarterbacks in this league and what you can do, and that was a p- really poor performance by Pittsburgh team that was seven and five in the playoff picture and now lost two in a row at home to Arizona and to New England teams with records that aren't very good. Uh, two, three win teams. They've just lost to two, two win teams in back-to-back weeks. Uh, so let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's look at what Bailey Zappi did and why they were successful. I thought it was a very good game plan. Uh, they threw the ball to Zeke. They threw the ball to Juju and they threw the ball in the end zone to Hunter Henry. That's that. And they were very good at doing it. They were very good at, you know, a man beaters when they thought Pittsburgh was a mean. They went after Michael Walker, um, you know, uh, in man coverage. They beat him with Zeke Elliott for a touchdown, the opening touchdown of the game. Um, they really had a good game plan. They had a lot of – a bunch of formations, tight formations that helped protect and help kind of – give a pre-snap reads to Bailey about what kind of coverage they were in. And I thought he did an excellent job of understanding what Pittsburgh was doing pre-snap. Uh, and then they did a great job on uh, TJ Watt. I thought Michael Owenu, the right tackle uh, for New England, played one of his best games. He, he was singled up on TJ quite a bit, and he held up held up long enough for Bailey's app to get rid of a, a lot of footballs. And uh, outside of the one, the one mistake – wasn't even a mistake. The one poor throw I thought from Bailey that got tipped by Landon Roberts, um, you know, and then intercepted by Michael Walker that set up, you know, the uh, Steelers touchdown to cut the lead to 21-17. They got the ball in good, great field position. But, you know, Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. I mean, it was great game plan offensively, but defensively, Mitch Trubisky was 3 of 14 on third downs, 1 of 3 on fourth downs. So you're, you're 4 of 4. 17 and trying to extend drives. And you could just see the level of confusion. I thought on the face of Mitch Trubisky, he really didn't understand what they were doing. There was a lot of late delayed blitzes coming off the edge. A lot of, and, and that's what the Patriots do. They, 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 they would bring Kyle Duggar off the edge or, um, you know, uh, Brian, Mitchell Brian off the edge late. And then drop, they would rob the middle of the field. And really, you know, George Pickens was a, a non-factor in the game. But really, if you look at it, I mean, Pittsburgh has a chance to go down and tie this game up. Or at least, you know, win the game. They've got two minutes to go. Two minutes to change. It's third and two. And they throw on both downs with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, where they could have handed the ball off. And just gotten a first down and gotten on the other side of the 50 with plenty of time to go. 
and yet they end up throwing it on both downs. One terrible throw to Pickens on the sideline, and then the final throw on fourth and two. Like how anybody thinks that running two go routes on the outside to Pickens and Deontay Johnson on fourth and two is a good percentage play. It just isn't. If, if you're waiting on a pass interference call, you know just watching Kansas City and Green Bay on Sunday night that maybe they call it, maybe they don't call it. But you can't count on it, that's for sure. you got to find – you're in the you're, – you're, you've played 58 minutes of football. You know what the Patriots are doing. You know what can work. And you think your best option is a go route to Deontay Johnson, 30 yards down the field? It just isn't. It's not a good play. Um, you've got two minutes to work with to at least get in field goal range, send the game in overtime. Who knows? Or, or win the game. It's just poor quarterback play, poor design, poor decisions. And here's Pittsburgh at seven and six in reeling. And uh, people in Pittsburgh, let's let's face it, they're not happy with Mike Tomlin and what he's doing. Um, they're not happy with play design. Um, you know, in the last four games, even after the, the change, they have scored a grand total. I mean, you know, you're scoring – look, they scored 17 points, but, you know, it's just not productive what they're doing. And it starts with the quarterback. They ran the ball okay. But I just thought the story was Bailey Zappi last night. Severely outplaying Mitchell Trubisky. And it comes back to the quarterback conundrum. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was the second pick in the draft by Chicago. He's been in the league a long time. Has he gotten any better? Because I watched him in the pocket. He doesn't have any pocket presence at all. Uh, none. And so he sacks himself like he's in the pocket. He doesn't know how to move in the pocket. He doesn't know how to keep his eyes up. He's looking to run. And if he can escape the pocket, then he keeps his eyes up and he'll look downfield. You can't play quarterback that way. And so you go from Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky. You're just getting poor quarterback play in Pittsburgh. And it's not good enough. Like if they don't make the playoffs, you could point to a lot of things. And one of it is the quarterback play isn't good enough to be in the playoffs. And that's just a fact. I'm not here to rip Pittsburgh or rip Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. The quarterback play isn't good enough. The play design really isn't good enough. To have George Pickens targeted, I don't know, four times. You can argue that George Pickens isn't a good route runner. And he's, he's I don't know, like he's not a good route runner. That stuff may all be true, but he's your best option in the passing game to not only catch the ball and get open, but to, to do stuff with it after the catch. We've seen enough examples of it. And they just, they, you know, they, they don't call plays for him. They leave him one-on-one on the sideline. Okay, he's made some highlight catches on the sideline. So what? Like, he's not involved in the passing game. Like, last night, Ezekiel Elliott was a big part of the passing game. And New England, going back for 20 years with Tom Brady, they threw the ball to the running backs. And Bailey Zappi last night caught him. In man coverage, um, two receiver routes, weak side, man coverage, and Zeke won. And then Juju Smith-Schuster had big plays over the middle of the field, uh, stair-stepping on deep over routes, making big catches. Um, where Juju has typically been very good just because of his toughness and his ability to, to win in the middle of the field. you know. And then Hunter Henry in the end zone had been invisible for much of the season. But they had good plays to him in the middle of the field. 
And I don't know what Pittsburgh was doing the second. I don't know what their coverage was, but they didn't do a good job of getting somebody on them. So that's that. And it kind of leads me to where I'm at. I'm in San Francisco, just did a radio show here, a 95-7 The Game in San Francisco. We spent a lot, a lot of time talking about Brock Purdy and quarterbacks and how San Francisco made a bunch of trades and gave up a bunch of assets to get Trey Lance and maybe Trey Lance eventually somewhere, Dallas, someplace else, becomes a good quarterback, but he wasn't. Didn't stay healthy. He, he had same of the same some of the issues that Mitch Trubisky demonstrated last night. Big arm, good athlete. You know, so what? It, 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 like, we're looking for the wrong things when we look at those things. Yes, I mean, Lamar Jackson's got a big arm. He's got a great athlete. They also have an offense that fits what he does and has done. That. And he's won a lot of regular season games. He's yet to, to prove it and still is yet to prove it in the postseason. So, like, this – you know, it's still his story is still being written. Um, you can win MVPs and you can do all that, win a lot of regular season games about winning championships. And it still does for Brock Purdy. But, um, you know, maybe it was Brian Greasy that saw Brock Purdy and, you know, it's a little bit unclear. But he knows how to play the position. And you could say, well, if you put Mitch Trubisky or you put Mac Jones in San Francisco's offense, they'd be just as productive. I don't believe that. I believe Brock Purdy is a unique player. And he sees the field, and he's very adept at reading coverages and where to go with the ball. And I think San Francisco, like if they win out, and they might be favored, like they play Baltimore Christmas uh, night. You know, they might be favored in every game. We'll see. They they play Seattle this week, and I'm here to announce that game. Like if they end up thirteen and four or fourteen and three, and even if they're the one or the two seed. Or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like, I feel like this team has eight or nine games in them. You know, if they're the two seed or three seed or whatever, and they've got nine games to win a Super Bowl, I believe they can do that because of the quarterback play and how they're playing defensively. And uh, I I can't wait because I think Seattle will give them a game. They've got 10 days to get ready. But the quarterback is the difference right now in San Francisco. And it's the same players that have been there. Uh, McCaffrey, obviously, was traded for last year. Just an elite player. But Fred Fred Warner, to me, can easily be the defensive player of the year. I know he's not going to get 20 sacks, obviously, the way maybe Daniil Hunter or some of these other guys, TJ or whatever, might. But I think he's the best defensive player in this league right now. And it shows up every week. He plays every snap, every game, every week. Gets everybody lined up. You know, he's got – Force fumbles and interceptions and fumble recoveries and sacks. He's got all that stuff, and it just keeps adding up. And he plays the game with the highest of intensity. I think you have to include, if you're going to put Tyreek Hill, which he should, in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, then you should also put Fred Warner in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. And that's my thought here on this glorious Friday afternoon on the City by the Bay. I look forward to Speak with y'all next week uh, as we get ready to break down week 14 in the National Football League.